with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it. They take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. Are you crying? Are you crying? Let's go, Brian! Let's go, Brian, baseball! That would be your cue, Matt. We're up. <laughs> Today on the show, Section 336, we say goodbye to the Orioles. And more specifically, we say goodbye to an Oriole legend in Adam Jones and a great Oriole manager in Buck Showalter, I think. We also might even get into a little uh, Ravens talk. We say goodbye to the Orioles, hello to the Ravens. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. I am your Indeed Centering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rohde. Hey, want to know where I got this free Dunkin' Donuts coffee today? Yes, I do. Because the Ravens won. Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. I could have went and got a free coffee. All you had to do was have the application. I have the application. (laughs) Did you fill out the application? Oh, man. I thought I didn't realize. And I was debating, too. But I was running a little bit late, so I decided not to. Thank you, Joe Flacco. Thank you, uh... 
John Brown. Oh. That, how about uh, that, that defense that doesn't give up points in the second half? Marlon Humphrey. No touchdowns. Brandon Carr. Well, my day is ruined. I think Justin Tucker. L- Lamar Jackson. Lamar oh, Jackson. Na- never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like what they're doing there with him, but whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, we're also joined by the butt wait, lover, Josh Wait, Rocker. do you really? I do. All right, let's get into that. Wait, wait, wait uh, I missed what he just said. He, he, he I, I, I like how they're using Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of a problem. It keeps with him it. on their toes. Defense got him on their toes. And, he, yeah. and he's getting yards every time. All right, we'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, new intro worked out. You're still figuring out the cues. It looks cool. coming to talk, but it seemed to work. And you can see we went, if you're – last year – I was we, letting the video sink in a little bit before I jumped in. Right I noticed in. you are. <laughs> uh, the problem is you're part of the video, and part of the video is you live, and that's when you're supposed to talk. I, I know. Right, I, tell the truth. Were you watching on Facebook so you were a little delayed? No, I was thinking – you know what I was thinking about? I wasn't watching on Facebook. But, I mean, if I'm watching on Facebook, I'm still at – I didn't. I don't know if I didn't refresh or something, but on my Facebook, it still says there's a minute left before we were on. <laughs> you have to hit the play button there, dumb <laughs> Oh, dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but – but I wasn't watching Facebook. But I, I was debating if I should do my today on the show right. or if I should just start introducing people. And I was having this internal debate um, at the time. Thanks for keeping it internal. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't know if I should say that out loud. So I decided to just keep it internal. And so you were a little. <laughs> you worked out. But, <laughs> no sound. But it worked out. You paused the today on the show. Yeah. You let the music finish. And then you picked it up. Yeah. That worked out well. Well, I'm a professional. I've if been doing you, this podcast for the last 24 years. I'd say I've, next week. I've learned a trick or two. I'd say next week, go right into it without the pause, thinking, staring, because then you'll say today on the show, the music will play for a few seconds, and then you can go yeah, in. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll crush it next time. Tune back in next time. Okay, turn the podcast off now. You've heard enough. Turn back in next week. Turn back, tune back in next week where I'm going to crush my intro. Yeah, but uh, crush it. most of our, most of our uh, listeners listen to the podcast and don't watch. So I want to encourage you, if you listen, check out the video on uh, Twitter or Facebook. We're live every Tuesday nights. At, uh, or Monday Mondays. nights. We're live every <laughs> Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. And, uh, Eastern Standard Time. We just yes. we had a lot of fun at the – I think we had a slight panic when we realized, oh, Oriole season's ending and we haven't shot an intro video yet. So we've got to do it, and we got to do it on the last Friday home game. That was our last game last Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. so we then, shot that on Friday. And then panic ensued again. When we were at the game and we realized it's already the seventh inning and we've been outside on scooters the entire time. <laughs> at some point, we have to go inside and shoot will, some video. I will say we got very distracted by the scooters. I am obsessed with lime scooters, bird scooters, any scooter yeah. that I can rent for a dollar and 15 cents a minute after that. It was a lot of fun. For Changed my life. I checked, the, I checked the receipts for the three scooters. It was less than 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And we had three scooters for 30 minutes. Yeah. And we went like two and a half miles or something on them. My my, I rented one of the scooters for the video shoot portion, and then after the we left Camden Yards, I took a scooter. Oh, did you back to my car where I'd parked my car? And my total for both scooter rentals was three dollars exactly. One was ninety cents, the other one was two dollars and ten cents. Wow. Which I don't know how it was ninety cents because it's supposed to be a dollar for the first use, but maybe I. Had a promo code or something. I don't know. Was it uh, some kind of Joe Flacco Ravens win app? <laughs> no, because it was before coffee. Sunday. What was that, Friday night? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. I know is these the scooters have been around for months now. They were around all summer. I just discovered yeah. that. We're just now finding yeah. out about this. Josh knew. He, 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 I told he knew you, what the I deal told was. you guys about them. I don't think you guys really understood what they what the deal was until you get on it. Yeah. They once, need to be in every city, every town, every village. It's a game changer. Yeah. I, every homestead. I, it would have saved me so many panicked evenings leaving Camden Yards, walking alone in the dark back to where I parked my car, blocks and blocks from Camden Yards. Right. Uh, whereas if I was on a scooter, I feel like I could you outrun know, anyone who wanted to mug what, me or take What if life. they have a scooter too? Yeah, old-fashioned scooter. would be a scooter race. <laughs> scooter you, chase. You know what? Life or death on a scooter. I've always, I've always made fun of the people who park at the casino because it's free, secure parking. Right. Yeah. Oh, with a scooter? With a scooter. Yeah, I might park there now sure. next that, year so that, I can take the nothing. scooter. Of course, yeah. by opening day, they might be banned in Baltimore. What, the scooters? Governments don't seem to like them. Governments those? tracking down. Da- cutting back on the scooters. I don't know. Uber drivers running over scooter people. Yeah, just yeah. taking their money. Well, where does but, uh, uh, Ben Jealous and, and Hogan, what, where where do they stand on scooters? That's I know. <laughs> before vote, the vote happens, I want to know where they stand <laughs> on scooters. scooters. That'd be the state thing. you got to get down to the mayor thing. I'm if not going to vote that, at all unless there's a scooter 
uh, uh, <laughs> referendum or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you for using a political term. I yeah. otherwise wouldn't even know. But what anyway, the whole point of that was go check out the video on uh, Facebook <laughs> be, to check out our new intro video. And also, we we made a lot of we're focusing. I'm focusing. I should say <laughs> we're just the, we're just here. Just we're here. just here. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. I, I'm we're focusing here. on making our video uh, deal better. So we're back to a three camera shot to get more focus on uh, us individuals, and with a little a little switching built in. Whoa! Nice. Look at Matt. Well, I, I would have shaved if I would have known. <laughs> we, we, I wouldn't have worn a giveaway T-shirt. Yeah, we just don't have the solo shot left yet for Burt, but we will soon. I, it'll have to come to a point where I actually contribute a little more than a <laughs> and a wink, <laughs> right? A right. wink and a finger point. What's up, three three? We also have comments right now on the screen so you can be part of the show even if we don't read your comments uh, oh, are, are they uh, going to be censored if it shows up on the screen i don't want any filth flarn filth on yeah because that's a serious problem yeah. in our chat room uh, <laughs> right uh we're working on that i'm not sure how to censor yet but we will if it's an issue yeah so like any Steelers, um red Sox, <laughs> yankees i want that all to be yeah yeah, yeah. censored out we, we blur out any any use of the word Yankees in there. Right, yeah, that's right. right. That's inappropriate. Yeah. So get in your inappropriate our podcast comments now. I don't want to be triggered. Yeah. Speaking of triggered. Yeah. You guys saw the last Oriole game of the season. Mm-hmm. What is most definitely the last uh, game for Adam Jones? What is probably the last day for Buck Showalter? Let's start with Adam Jones. Uh, gentlemen, what... How will you remember Adam Jones? Uh, thoughts on Adam Jones leaving Baltimore? Uh, the 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 recent memory is going to stand out to me is just his last weekend at the yards because he hasn't really done a whole lot the last two years. Hmm. <laughs> well, that, such a stupid, that doesn't stupid make any sense. answer. <laughs> That's stupid what I'm going to take away because it's fresh in my mind. No, I, I mean. Uh, I mean, he spent virtually his entire career here. I know he came over in the trade. It's interesting. Uh, I think he, he, Adam Jones mentioned this, that he was kind of part of the rebuild when he got here. Sure. And now he's being kicked out because there's another rebuild coming. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it's not, it's not, people I think are talking about this like this is a mutual decision. If I hear one more person say, well, now I feel, you know, it's that we're leaving it. We're going to lose Adam Jones, but it's good for him because he gets to go chase a ring. No. Like Adam Jones clearly does not want to chase the ring. Yeah, he, he could have done that. He wants to be here. Yeah, he'd re-sign here next year if they offered him the money. Absolutely. And whenever he's interviewed about where he's going to sign next year, I've never seen him once mention I want to play for a contender. What he always says is, I want to play for someone that appreciates me. I want to be appreciated. Right. That's Adam Jones' whole deal. Um, and so and so for me, I remember I remember uh, him being part of that young rebuild. I mean, we're talking. He was the face of the team. This team is faceless when he leaves. Like, we do not have a face. Oh, sure. We, we mentioned it when we were at the ballpark Friday night. The, the entire lineup uh, was basically Norfolk with Adam Jones. Faceless guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Faceless guys. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and I'm, I'm also going to remember a guy who makes diving catches while blowing bubbles. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember a guy who was just so freaking consistent throughout his career that 280, 270 to 280 – the, the 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 twenty-five to thirty-five bombs. I mean just Mr. Consistency. Consistent, reliable, number three hitter. Yeah. Uh, in I'll the remember, that lineup. I remember hitting the go ahead home run against the Yankees on the Cal Ripken statue night Ab- many years ago. Absolutely. Uh he was an all star uh five times. Somehow he won the gold glove four times. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I, I mean just a distinguished career here. Um, chose to stay here, signed a big six year. I think it was eighty five million dollar deal. Yeah. So, so so signed a big contract. To, a big deal at the time. It was a big deal. Um, and they and kind I, of built a team around him. And 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 three playoff appearances. Right. A lot of a lot of success under Adam Jones. And a huge off the field guy. Oh, the city of Baltimore. Yeah, you can't talk about Adam Jones without talking about the off the field stuff too. How much? Uh, I, I mean, anyone you talk to, and I've been reading a lot of stuff about Adam Jones. Not not now. He's going to go bye bye. And people who always talk about how genuine he is. And even when he's on Twitter and I don't get him all the time or interviews, I don't understand him all the time. He's always like maybe too honest. Like he's always he was always like that. Right. One hundred percent genuine and yeah. honest saying how he felt, helping the community just because he wanted to because he wanted to get involved because he genuinely cared, not just because he was just token thrown him. Like he was genuinely caring and involved in the, in the community. Yes. 
He always, with political issues, he seemed to be at the forefront of that too, not just for the Orioles, but in baseball. Uh, he seemed to be a, a spokesperson for, for some of those, especially racial issues. Um, and so this, it, it, without Adam Jones, for his presence, not just on the baseball field, because um, we're not winning with or without Adam Jones, but all he brought to the community, all he brought to to the clubhouse, that stuff is, yeah. ir- is irreplaceable. What about the leadership? Have you mentioned the leadership of, sure. of like leading a guy like Cedric Mullins and working with a rookie like that? Making yeah. the, making the clubhouse fun with the pies until they took it away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't talk about Adam Jones without talking about fun and the pies. Sure. Absolutely. All, all those things are true. So there's going to be a, a hole left right. in this franchise when Adam Jones leaves. And then uh, – even Sunday, when it should be all about Adam Jones, Adam Jones made it about the fans by coming out early, giving away basically everything in this locker, it seemed. <laughs> and uh, baseball, he, he put up on Instagram, hey, meet me in the center field at 145. And then anyone who was out there, he was giving away baseballs and bats and Which cleats, is like shoes. not surprising, right? Yeah. That's right. like vintage Adam Jones right there. Yep. Um, the te- team did a great job honoring Adam for not the – I wouldn't say the organization, but the team. Yeah. yeah. So Buck letting him start in center field, and Buck pulling him at the uh, top of the ninth. Top of the ninth. So then he had to come in all by himself. Get a standing ovation sure. yeah. and give his hugs. Extra long hug for Buck. Right. And then the team, how awesome was it when they all go to run out and the team stops on the warning track yeah. and makes Jones <laughs> run out there by himself. Yeah. And they asked, you saw the post game. They asked him about it. He said it's, it was weird because he's never been on the field by himself. Yeah, but it was it was the appropriate thing, it was. thing to do. It was awesome. Um, the the you're right, Josh. Not the organization, but the team handled it really yes, well. The team, the organization had this opportunity. We all knew this was coming. We knew the promotions have been crap this year. They could have easily done an Adam Jones weekend and Adam Jones Sunday. Uh, even the fans did a good job. There was twenty five thousand people there. For the last game of when of a hundred and fifteen lost season, <laughs> I mean, and twenty five thousand fans were there, and they were not there to see the Orioles. They were there to thank Adam Jones and Buck Showalter. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but in fairness, the organization kind of did, did, did do some, did give him a nice enough because without an, an incompetent organization, he would have been traded because they would have talked to him beforehand, and he probably would have accepted a trade to Philadelphia or something. But because they're incompetent and they and weren't don't keeping him. in the loop and weren't appreciating him, he stayed. Uh, <laughs> and so we were able to give this goodbye because of that. Right. Uh, Justin in the uh, Facebook comments is asking, where do you think Adam Jones goes? I have zero clue. <laughs> like that question, it's like if you would have – in July, I could say, all right, Cleveland, Philadelphia, uh, playoff teams. Now, it could be any guy. It could be any team. San Diego. Yeah, I think San Diego is a, a definite possibility. Right. He doesn't need to sign for the money. He doesn't need to sign for the money, and I don't think winning is most important to him. I think other <laughs> things are important to him. Uh, clearly, clearly isn't. He chose to be on a 115-loss team. So so what's important to a guy who doesn't care as much about money and doesn't care as much about winning? Family. Yeah. Family being appreciated. So that's why I think San Diego makes sense. But again, if San Diego doesn't want him, He's not going to go there. He wants someone to pursue him. So it's whatever team pursues him, right. I think. Right. He said he wants to be flirted with. He does. <laughs> so my question for you Adam, guys I'll is flirt with you. how are you going to flirt with him? We have a spot at the table. Yeah. Just going to take a little flirt in. Yeah, if you don't care about money, Adam, and we you, can't pay you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Certainly can't care about money. And yeah. you'll and the rest of us will lose all of our mic time. <laughs> but we would appreciate you. We would. Yeah. We would appreciate yeah, you. Would appreciate. Just uh, we have to like somehow swipe all the episodes we were bashing him from the internet from existence. <laughs> I don't think I've ever bashed Adam Jones. I I, I, I don't know. We've, we've done I've given a hard time some about, episodes. I feel like there's got to be something. I've given a hard time about some of his Twitter stuff because I really don't During get it. Slump. Yeah, maybe some Twitter. But I mean, but when it's hard. I, when I was when we were here a couple weeks ago, I was talking about the brunch up in the center field bar. I was there yeah. with my wife, and the first thing she said is, "I haven't been up in the center field bar." Since that lame Adam Jones things, where he told us all how much oh, he hated Baltimore. The best I part forgot. about Baltimore's that, that's, BWI. About that's that, the only yeah. thing she remembers about Adam Jones is him telling us how <laughs> BWI is his favorite part of the right. city, and the crab cakes aren't from Maryland, so get over it. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. He did say that. That was that was uh, five six years ago, I think. But I think also Maybe everyone kind of recognized if you were from San Diego. Yeah, and you eh, probably prefer San Diego over Baltimore. I can't knock a guy too much for that. <laughs> I, 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 I can give you. I can give you a few things I don't like about San Diego. I'm sure you can, Josh. All right, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting because I think we all agree he's not 
a center fielder anymore. But I think right field, left field, he can be a really good right field, left field for another team. Yeah, he could, he, I, mean, I think he'd be great in Baltimore, but clearly the organization has shown they don't want to go in that direction. Yeah, he has the arm strength. He, he can still get good jumps on the ball. And he can still be a good right fielder. He can still hit 270 right. and hit you in the upper 20s home runs. And then you get that leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll, he's not going to be a number three hitter for someone. He's going to be a number seven hitter right. for somebody playing right field. But he doesn't have to be a DH. He can clearly still play right and he, field. And he can be an everyday player, I think. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah no need to, to – uh, and that, that was his big hesitation with going to, accepting the Philly trade is right. he didn't want people to think of him as a platoon. Right, and that goes back to the appreciation thing, right? That he wants someone who appreciates him as a player and what he can offer. And then yep. that's as an everyday player, which is not here. <laughs> no, they are not appreciating him. No. <laughs> and, and I mean, again, for the Orioles organization, for them it makes sense, right? We have a lot of young outfielders, and it makes more sense, or you could argue it makes more sense to see a DJ Stewart out there in right field every day or an Austin Hayes out there in every day, right field every day as opposed to Adam Jones. Yeah, you can, you can understand what the Orioles are thinking. I think there's also some interest, some – I could also make the same argument of – Keeping a guy like Adam Jones for that leadership, for that teaching of the young players. Yeah, but that's not what Adam Jones wants, right? Like he, right. he well, wants that, to play every day, and that involves no, I, not playing every day. No, I think you could play every day and do that at the same time, because I don't think our outfield prospects are to that caliber. Our outfield next year will be worse without Adam Jones. Well, yeah, yeah, but right. but it, it, but it'll be younger. It will be younger. Assuming right. if they bring, I, I hope opening day, we're not looking at Joey Rickard out there, but maybe we are. I probably are. But I would like to see an outfield. Here's the outfield I want to see. I want to see Cedric Mullins in center. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to see um, DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart in left field. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Austin Hayes in right field. Yep. And I think that's a realistic uh, opening day starting outfield. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course, I hope, that, I hope that's the path we go. There's questions about Austin Austin Hayes' health. There, there's questions about um, DJ Stewart' ability to hit in the majors. Um, but he seemed to figure it out the past two weeks. We're not winning anyway, so <laughs> let them try to figure it out in the major league level. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So now, um, a couple words from from Buck Showalter. Um, a couple comments here from from Buck. Some interesting comments. As now, it's a little bit weird, right? Because there's been outside of some uh, um, kind of rumors, speculation. Yeah, I, but I wanted to say rumors in, in a neg with a, in a negative way. I wanted to say Bob Nightingale outside of his wild speculations, the wild speculations of one reporter. We haven't really heard if Buck Showalter is coming back or not. Everything Buck has said has said we that he does not know. Right, and we so Nightingale said he's definitely not coming. But then Krasniak, Jerry Krasniak, had his tweet was, Buck doesn't know, nobody knows, Buck doesn't even know who from the Orioles organization would tell him whether or not and he's that, and that, and that's That's the most truthful thing I've heard. That sounds vintage Orioles, right? That's yeah, why sure. I believe it, because that is in keeping with everything else the Orioles are all about. Um, it would not make sense for them to have a plan already. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. This makes sense, that they have no idea. Right. So... And I, I and honestly, I bet that even going all the way up to the top to Joe Angelos, I, I mean, I bet and Peter Angelos, I bet they don't know right now, right? But you, uh, but how long, right? How long before you make a decision on this? And I, I got some much shorter quotes I want to read, but you have to start moving in a different direction, or you have to stick with Buck. But like now is the time to make the decision. The season's over. Yeah. Right. Um. Some if there's if there's someone new in there. I mean, you got to start making decisions about things now. So I, I checked into this today because, or I guess last night, because I had this question of, all right, what happens now? If, is Buck and Dan, are they done with 162? Yeah. But their contract goes until the World Series ends. Okay. Because my question was, and we'll, we'll get to this. But it wouldn't some, make sense if you're going to fire Buck just to keep him till the end of the World Series. It doesn't make sense. And then fire him. So here's my question. October 5th is not that far away. It's like Friday. Today's October 1st. Yeah. Friday is when Victor Victor is having his showcase down in Florida. So clearly the Orioles are going to send some people down to it. Clearly ESPN and people are going to be covering it. Right. Who do we ask? Who do the reporters ask of the Orioles? What do you guys think it was Victor Victor? 
Yeah, I don't know. Who do you ask? <laughs> do you, you can't ask. Do you ask Duquette? Does Duquette is Duquette still going to be signing guys for the next three, four weeks? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. You got to do something. Right. Exactly. Like now. <laughs> Two weeks ago. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. You should not have gotten to this point where it's, like, dead. Well, but it's the same way with football. Like, you know, if if a a team's welcome to fire a a head coach at the end of the season, but they can't hire or interview a coach from another team until the playoffs are over. Like, you know, say Buck is gone, and the new manager (laughs) they want to bring is, is the Red Sox first base coach or something. Right. What... What if he doesn't want to come to Baltimore, and then they fired Buck, and now they don't have the guy that they wanted to replace him? But do you think we're really trying to bring a GM I mean, from, from, Buck, from a playoff team? I don't know, but I mean that's I the mean, reason. That's I, the, I, I, no, I and I would get that, but I think you can have those. Can't you have those conversations mid-season? What was the whole thing with Dan Duquette leaving to Toronto? That was a mid-season conversation, right? Yeah, and I would argue like who you replace him is a separate conversation than if you want this guy back or not. Yeah, it's like, like, like I don't think they're gonna say, "Oh, we didn't get this guy, so let's stick with Buck." Like it's either you want Buck or you're moving on. You do, do you think you Buck, don't think he could be a fallback plan if they uh, they I, don't get who they want? I hope no. not. That's weird. No, that's that's weird. Do you think Buck's wife like calls him every day? So have you been fired yet? Have they let you go yet? <laughs> they, or or is Angelo <laughs> so cheap that even when the team ends 162, he's going to make – I'm going to make you work out your contract even if you're just sitting here answering the phones for me. All right, here, here are a couple of coconut comments from Buck Showalter. Oh, boy. After the game, uh, game 162. And he said, quote, it's about winning the game. That's one of the things I really feel like we need to get back to, the expectations of winning. <laughs> you think? That, <laughs> that's one of the things. We need to win again. Win that's the one of that's them. the big thing. We couldn't do it 115 there, times this I know, year. Are there other things? That's one of them. That's part of it. You've got to have expectations of winning regardless of if you're, if you're whatever they call it nowadays, building. I don't believe in rebuild. The word rebuild. The first thing you have to accomplish, and one of the things I tried to do when I got here is to raise expectations of winning. Uh, boy, so Buck Showalter... Uh, doesn't sound like he's in for a rebuild. <laughs> no, right? He doesn't believe in rebuild. And I, I think, as a manager, like that's the appropriate attitude because rebuilding, and in, in in fan speak, means like losing. Yes, right? Like almost trying to lose. Yeah, not necessarily trying to lose. That's tanking. But rebuild is a nice way to say we're not trying to be competitive this year. Right. And for Buck Showalter, and I guess for any manager, that just doesn't. And he's all about winning, but he ends. You know, if he's not back next year, he ends his Baltimore career below 500. He also said, "I quote, I don't, I don't know. Uh, same way it was their decision to give me contract to start with, and this is as far as when that like time frame of when I'll find out." Um, he said, "Quote, really, truly, it isn't whatever time frame somebody picks. I look at all the other people who have who have that. I was telling my wife the other day, think about how many times you didn't have to think about things like this. You really don't. Instead of living in the present, you need to learn from the past too." Mr. Angelos' family has been great to me and mine, so whatever direction they decide to go, I'm at peace with it. And uh, he asked if he's thinking a lot about it. He says, to say I haven't given it some thought would be crazy. That would really insult your intelligence. But what's Chase Peterson thinking about today? What's Caleb Joseph thinking about today? What's Adam Jones thinking about today? What is Scott Kubal thinking about today? That's the industry. That's the way it is. Yeah, and I mean, those guys are all gone. <laughs> I mean, it, it's... I mean, I think there's some question with Caleb Joseph. Caleb Joseph's gone. I, I, he's a, I he's only been around he's because he's a buck guy. I think there's a chance he's back because we don't have another catcher. There yeah, you do. You've got Austin... Uh, wins. Wins, and, and you've got... Uh, Cisco. Chance Cisco. Oh, but they hate Chance Cisco, and he was terrible this year. But remember, next year's where it doesn't matter. You can suck as long as you were improving. They, they, they could suck this year, and they still send him down to AAA. That's true. Uh, well, that, that's because they wanted to have the brothers playing together. Sunday, the game one six two was all about Adam Jones. There wasn't wasn't any kind of curtain call for Buck Walter or anything like that. Um, there was there was there was a, a nice cheer. ovation. It's yeah. harder it's harder to to like get an ovation for a manager. Like I, he went out to argue a call and then they gave him a standing ovation then or something. <laughs> it's it's weird and awkward for a manager. Yeah, um, and the, but there was baseball is unique with this. I was I was watching a little bit around baseball, and I mean the Yankees were saying goodbye to David Wright. Minnesota was saying goodbye to Joe Maurer. Um, I think there was I'm, I'm blanking, but there, but there was a couple more. I mean, certainly ours with Adam Jones, uh, Victor Martinez. 
Was okay. It, yeah, Victor Martinez in Detroit. There, there were several of these kind of emotional goodbyes. Uh-huh. Oh, Hunter Pence also with the Giants. Right. There's a lot of these emotional good, good goodbyes. And I think this is – you don't see this a lot in football. Um, but I think in baseball, just – first of all, baseball players play longer for the most part than NFL players. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also can tend to stay with the same team longer yeah. than with other sports. So it was – for a lot of franchises, it's a little bit sad um, to yeah. see – you know, players leave who's been around for a while. And all those guys you know, were actually retiring. Adam Jones was is just leaving. You know, yeah. I, I I found Buck's replacement. Did you see Jerry Krasniak's interview today? Oh, I did. Some really interesting quotes, right? Yeah. So uh, fill me in. All right. Let Bert, let's see if you can figure this out. Oh, boy. This guy is in his seventh big lead season. As a he manager? Is, he is in the playoffs. He oh. is a player. Former he, Oriole. He has interest in playing in 2019, but he told me over the weekend that he's begun giving more thought to the post-playing career as a coach, manager, or working in the front office. I, I know who it is because I think I saw it on Twitter, and, and his name is on our board right there, Ryan Flaherty. It is. It's Ryan Flaherty. Yeah. Krasniak goes on to Flaherty, also learned to speak Spanish through the years with help from Pedro Alvarez and other teammates, but he uh, seems like the rare player who can relate to every corner of the clubhouse. Remember when we found out Nate McLeod could speak fluent Spanish? Yeah, blew everyone's mind. <laughs> it really did. Because <laughs> yeah. Ryan Flaherty is not. It doesn't blow my mind. Nick, Nick, uh, Nate McLeod. <laughs> right. That was surprising. But uh, I can I can kind of see Ryan Flaherty as a coach because he's got that utility mindset of every position. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could be the next Orioles manager? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I could. But I could see him going and, and coaching in Delmarva. Could you imagine? Three to five years from now, when Ryan Flaherty's our manager and takes us to the World Series. <laughs> All right, if Buck Showalter talk was, about respect. If Buck Showalter was the manager next year, he would have called Ryan Flaherty today and said, "Hey, I got a bench spot for you." <laughs> uh, and Darren, Darren O'Day quote tweeted that tweet from Jerry Krasnick about um, Ryan Flaherty, and Darren O'Day said, "One of my favorite teammates of all time," and I know a lot of guys would concur. Hmm. I know. Everyone likes Ryan Flaherty. Everyone, including We've, us. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm perfect. I welcome him as a manager. I don't think he's ready to manage in the majors, but I, I have no problem with him working his way up. I don't know. They got that guy in, with the Rams who's 20 years old and the best coach in football. Seems like the, these managers and coaches nowadays are younger and younger. All right. yeah. We need a millennial coach. All right, yeah. outside of... Don Matt because in fairness, Ryan Flaherty would be like ten years older than all our players at this point because we got a bunch of yeah, got a bunch of babies. No, he's old. He's old. All right. So outside of Don Mattingly, is there ever been a a manager who was actually, I guess Pete Rose, but good at baseball? Normally, the managers are the yeah. guys who couldn't make it on. You know, you can't play coach or teach. I mean, Buck Showalter wasn't he a, a decent player in the minors? Not in the majors. David Lopez wasn't he a, a decent player? Not in the majors. I mean, I Joe Girardi. He was Brad a ca- long-time catcher. Yeah, Osmus. Yeah, uh, a lot of catchers. I, yeah, I mean, I think rare. I mean, I think we see like Ryan Flaherty is like the perfect example of who of the type of player. Yeah. that becomes a manager. becomes a manager. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You rarely see like Cal Ripken. No, like a no. utility becomes, guy. A yeah. long. They don't need it. Right, <laughs> and a long-time utility guy also like. <laughs> He spends more of the time on the bench and with the manager and gets to see more of that. Yeah, and and, and, and listen, and when you got a guy like Ryan Flaherty who doesn't rely on just sheer talent, you got to take advantage of kind of every drop of of skill and work ethic right. and hustle to get there. Whatever it takes to stay in the game. Yeah, as opposed to someone like Manny who kind of j- could just walk out of the womb and start hitting home runs, right? Like it's just a different I heard that's what he did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Minnesota Twins, Paul Molitor. He was a superstar. Yeah, he was a great yeah, player. Yeah, there you go. Oh, here you go. But uh, the Milwaukee Brewers manager, Craig Council, is basically yeah. the, the mid-90s version of Ryan yeah. Flaherty. No, that's a good uh, <laughs> one. It's a knock on Craig Council. I don't I don't know. Does it, I think Craig Council has at least one ring, right, for the Diamondbacks. Yes, he does. Well, and Ryan might have one. But he was I the same, same build. Scrawny little yeah. uh, middle infielder. Middle infielder. Yeah. yeah, but Ryan Flaherty's not little. He's a tall guy. Yeah. And his hair is like another six inches. <laughs> um, I remember seeing him down in Sarasota being like, oh, yeah. okay. If, if, as we kind of wrap up the, the Orioles season and look back on it, it's, I mean, honestly, What do you want to go over? <laughs> you know what I did not do is pull our predictions. Oh, uh, okay. You're, oh, crap. I meant to do that, too. 
Our predictions were way, way off. No one got anything right. No, no, but 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 this is, and it has it has to be. I I mean, I, I don't think this is hyperbolic to say that this is the worst season that we as fans have ever yes. witnessed. It's worse than '88. Yes, yes, yeah. It's totally. Oh is. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, eight years old. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, and and maybe and, it, and I mean, expectations. Be, yeah, I mean, there are defining moments in a in a franchise. And I thought, wrongly, wrongly, I thought this offseason, or last offseason, was a defining moment for our franchise where we decided we're pushing the chips in. We're, 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 we're bringing in Kashner, who was whatever. Yeah, we're bringing we're in brought, pictures. We brought in Alex Cobb. <laughs> yeah. Finally, we have a top-of-the-rotation starter to go with an emerging Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy who are hitting their prime. And then Andrew Kashner at the back of the rotation is going to be fine. Right? And you add that to a vaunted offense that includes maybe the best player in baseball, Manny Machado, a guy who's coming off a career year in Jonathan Scope, Trey Mancini, who was coming off one of the best rookie performances you've ever seen, Trey, Trey, Trey Mancini, Adam Jones, still a more than adequate outfielder. Yeah. Then you have this young stud, Chance Sisko is going to make an appearance, uh, whose defense is some question, but he's going to hit the cover of the ball to improve our, our unbelievable offense. And that's kind of how you viewed it. And then a month into the season, you're like, oh, no, no. Alex Cobb still probably hadn't made a start at that point. Um, no one was hitting except for Manny Machado. And it just and, and then you get here at the end of the season. Chance Sisko, you thought was going to be this new young, young stud, he sucked, along with your other two close to major league ready prospects in Austin A's, Hunter Harvey, had pretty much non-seasons, a waste of a season. And maybe Hunter Harvey's done forever. Who knows? And then the Major League roster, which is kind of more important. This year we lost uh, one of the greatest players to ever wear a uniform. And not only did we lose him, we lose him as he was just walking into his or swinging into his prime. Uh, not only right. that, but we lost a, a, another young second baseman who's just in, who was just entering his prime. Not, not only that, but we used Kevin Gossman who is the guy that's going to hit his prime the moment he walks out of Camden Yards. And so we lose all of that. Um, oh, and, and the best closer we've ever had here. Uh, so we lose all of that. No offense to BJ Ryan. We lose all of that uh, in one season. And we're left with, out of, going into this offseason, even without a face uh, uh, that you can recognize on this team right now. Well, Chris Davis. Yeah. Who, had, who is the only face you can recognize who's had a career, uh, not even a career, but a historic worst player ever to play the game. Yeah, yeah. Wh whose face you wish you could unsee every a day. A guy who goes to the – did you see Sports Illustrated had an article on him this week? I did see that. And the quote from it was, I don't know what I'm doing at the plate. <laughs> yeah, you love hearing that. <laughs> what do you – I feel like that's how I would feel if I went and stepped up into a major league game. Yeah, Chris Davis is a bum. He should – you know what he should do? He should give the money back. <laughs> He should be the first athlete, yeah. first athlete ever first to time. say, you know what? I robbed you, Peter Angelos. I robbed you. And then if he doesn't get the money back, we should lock him in prison for, for, for thievery. You know, uh, you couldn't pull our predictions in audio, right. but I have them up here for Oh, you. Well, don't do this. No, we submitted to uh, Glenn Clark Radio. Yeah. Because um... <laughs> you guys aren't too embarrassed. Yeah, I know they're wrong, but I, I but the problem is Josh, I, I remember reading that I remember reading that article and saying, "Hey, it's not bad. I'm not the only one that's positive. There were a lot of really hyped up okay. people in there." How, how many wins did Josh say we're gonna get? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Josh, you fool. That, that's you not you. Wait, hold, on, we got? hold on, hold on. That was really conservative. That was low in the numbers. Ask Matt how many he predicted. I, he predicted ninety five. I said fifty. Ninety two. Ninety two. Oh, no. Come on, Matt. 92. I said, I said Matt, Dylan Bundy I, will build on last year's success and evolve oh. into one of the best pitchers in the league while he leads the Orioles to an AL East title. Oh, you want to rephrase that? Dylan Bundy I has crapped the bed and turns into one of the worst prospects ever. Meanwhile, I said the Orioles will obviously not make the postseason, and the breakout star this year will be, let's say, Colby Rasmus. <laughs> Wait, did you really say Colby Rasmus? Yes, I did. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag why not? I forgot for a minute that he was even Has on this hashtag team. Quit. Quitter. <laughs> Hashtag quit for the second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, I said despite Once a the... a quitter, always a quitter. Hashtag... Uh, strawberry. Hashtag quit for wit. Hashtag strawberry. Despite the improvements to the starting rotation, we'll see prolonged slumps from the likes of overpaid strikeout warriors like Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo. 
who yep. will continue yep. to be in the starting lineup each and every night, causing the Orioles to fall short of 500 once again in 2018. Uh, all that is true. We'll wave goodbye to third baseman Manny Machado after the trade deadline has already passed, getting nothing in return for his years of service, which I was wrong about that. Half wrong. He's still gone, but we got a little in return. We got more than and a little. And we, we actually made a trade. Made you a thought, lot of trades. You thought we would just lose him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the highlight of this year? Oh, I like the tweets is going it? around saying uh, the Orioles won on opening day and they won game 162. Just got to forget everything that came that's, in. Yeah. That's fine. That's a a one-hit shutout. Yeah. yeah. And I and saying goodbye to Adam Jones and Buck. I mean, was there anything good that happened between those two games? Um, I mean, we got to see Manny be great for a little while. Yeah, and he yeah, was, he mean, was great. Manny this year. was fun to watch. He we got great. to see a, a lot of the young guys come up who, like, we've had. I mean, on a personal note, we've had them on this show, so it's been cool to see. We've had them on the show yeah. when they were at so like, Bowie like, and, and right. Norfolk. So and cool stuff. to see DJ. And cool to Tanner. see them actually on the major league team and contributing. Cedric. Yep, yep. All the all those guys that came out we, we've Scott. had on this on this show. Um, <laughs> that was cool. Um But um Yeah. The uh the brunch was pretty fun. Oysters. <laughs> oysters. Um I liked riding the scooters Friday night. <laughs> all right. All right. It's been a it's been a tough season that uh yeah, it it's amazing how bad the season it, it, was. Yeah, it's just not a tough season. It's it's the worst. It is. It's, it's the worst. Really yeah, the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It can't it, possibly go any worse than this. You know, when yeah, right? You, right? To to lose all your best players and to have all your young players suck. Like and to lose 115 games. Like, right. Yeah. When uh Chris Davis gives his money back to Peter Angelos, I would expect Peter Angelos to then give me back my money for the season tickets. <laughs> yeah. Or or make a just uh, cut out the middleman and Chris Davis, just give me your money. Exactly. <laughs> and offer after the fact to Manny Machado to extend him, which they should have done instead of paying Chris Davis. Yeah, that's how you know how the, that's how they should do contracts. They should use the contract after you perform. <laughs> because whenever you pay someone based on their past performance, they never keep Oh, it you up. mean you mean the Joe Flacco contract? Where well, you, you, he has to win the Super Bowl, then you pay him a buttload of money. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Then, then he can continue first, to suck. First you win the Super Bowl, then we pay you the money. Right, exactly. That's how it should be. Yes. So if the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year, we re-sign him, right? No, we just keep him around and, and let <laughs> Lamar continue to be Lamar. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just got to think, it, it can't get any worse than this. So even if, no. however terrible they are next year, and the year after that, and the year after that, they can't possibly be worse than they were in 2018. They can't right. be worse. For no, the first half of the season, we had Scope and Machado and Gossman and Britton. We're going to have none of those guys for the entire year next year. But they, yeah. can't, but they can't be worse. We play baseball in Baltimore for so many years, and we and this is the worst ever. Yeah, you're not gonna set, you're not gonna break that record in back to back years. I Maybe they might the be way, worse next year. <laughs> and the Yankees and Red Sox are gonna be just as good, yeah, if yeah. not better next year. Chris how, Sale, David Price, those guys aren't going anywhere. Because, because part of the reason we're so bad is because they're so good, good too. How right? do we start the push for realignment? Yeah, that's. I'm telling you, that's Can, when we'll be good again. You know, I I like the DH, but I am ready to move to the National League. Well, all, all through the 2000s, I thought there was never a chance the Orioles would be competitive again. Like I thought that at, at some point in the like yeah, 2010, right. you, you thought it was never 2010. We needed realignment. I thought there's no way we can ever compete with the Yankees yeah. and Red Sox. Yeah, and now that's how I feel again. There's no way. It, it's amazing that but we the play, that we won that we freaking won the AL East is. It's still unbelievable to the me. The difference is, I mean, because the Orioles were terrible for 14 years, uh, and that whole time the Yankees were, were good, and the Red Sox were good, more or less. Up and down. They were first to last, first to last. Still, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, they were, they were good overall. And then there's a, a three to five year span where the Orioles were good, yeah. and the Yankees and Red Sox weren't that uh, Just great. a little bit down. Right. Even though, I mean, they, the Yankees were making the playoffs three of the years we were in there. Yeah, they were still around the, 500. And the, and the Blue Jays were had a uptick those few years. They did. Well, um, the difference is... The Orioles theoretically could go back down in the crapper for the next 12 years, and the Yankees and the Red Sox aren't going anywhere. Where the Yankees and Red Sox might have a couple bad years, but they're not going to go 14 years terrible. No, two at the most. Yeah, and they'll, they'll be right back in it. Yes, right. Because so, and they that's can our, spend. We have to take advantage of those little two-year slumps that the Yankees and the Red Sox yes. may happen we just to have go to in. Time ours. Yeah. So 2024, um, look right. out. That's our right. window. So... Uh, when Aaron Judge is 38. We're all going to yeah. be dead before the Orioles ever win the World So Series. a little bit more with, with Adam and Buck. Is the defining moment of Adam's career in Baltimore, is it actually him on Team USA? 
<laughs> oh, no what way. What is his defining moment in Baltimore? No. Does he have a defining yes. moment, or is it his entire 10-year span? I would say clinching in the AL East in 2014, and the pi- and marching the, the flag around yeah, Camden Yards. that's true. You're right. The first week of September, Pine we had fans. locked up the season. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You're right. That's, that's it. That's, that's got to be it. Yeah. That is him doing his walk. And all right, how about for Buck Showalter? Is it leaving Zach Britton in the pen? Yes. That's what I'll remember him for. Which is wrong because he brought a winning culture here Which to Baltimore. Which is wrong because he did. You're right. He changed the culture. We didn't want to get here without him. But it's really tough to look back and wonder, would we be in the same situation today if Britain came into the game then? Yeah, but I would. I, would, I mean, I could just easily argue that we would never even been in that game if it wasn't for Buck Showalter. Sure. Yes, of course. I'm being facetious. Of course. That's not going to be the first thing I think of. You obviously think I'm gonna he brings stand. winning back to Baltimore, but Absolutely. he's going to have and that I'm black standing, cloud hanging over it. And him standing back just like he was doing with Adam Jones, right. kind of him standing in the background and just watching and appreciate yes. his guys. In 2012, winning the wild card game in yeah. uh, Texas. Shocking the world. Right. Yep, yep. yep. Right. Beating you, Darvish. We had, what, Saunders out there. Joe Saunders. Out dueling right. right. Darvish. That's right. In the wild, in the wild card me? Texas game. You're right. That, uh... Yeah, so they were great moments from both those guys, and now it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully people keep listening to us, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep hey. you informed with all these guys you've never heard right. before. I mean, I mean, hey, someone's got to talk about the Orioles because the Orioles have no one to speak for themselves right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, what a mess that is. And then uh, Eddie and and uh, and Cena is leaving from the Sun as well. Right, that was right. another goodbye on uh, – on Sunday. That's one less person I'm, who I'm not speaking with in Baltimore, so that's <laughs> right, fine. Right, one less reporter <laughs> out of there. Yeah. One less consecutive tweet of the exact same thing. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. But, uh, yeah. Does that wrap up the Orioles season? Yeah, that gives us about 15 minutes left to talk about the Ravens beating the Steelers Heck in yeah. a huge game. Some good news. Yeah. I'm back on the train, boys. I, Super Bowl or bust, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's been Fun to watch Joe Flacco this year. Anytime he beat the Steelers is fun. What, what was your kind of biggest takeaway from that game? Your biggest highlight of the Steelers game? Um, the fact that they didn't blow it after, like, everyone's talking about the Alex Collins fumble where they had the opportunity to just stomp on the Steelers. 20, it would have been right. 21 nothing. It would have been over point. in the first quarter. Yeah, it would have been dominant. Yeah. Steelers come back tied up at halftime. The, the biggest takeaway is that the, the old Ravens, that would have been a loss. That they, 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 didn't, oh, so they didn't stomp on the throat. But the defense stepped up. No points in the second half, which is they haven't they haven't allowed a touchdown at all in the second half. Yep, I think nine no. points total to and game, all field goals. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I was the biggest disappointment from that Collins fumble was that it, it broke their streak for the red tw- zone the touchdowns. Red zone, yeah. yeah, that was uh, that, sad. That was upsetting. Um, and and uh, yeah, I mean that was a big the second half play uh, in that game, especially the the for me the the really big takeover was the same thing I've been seeing all year that. Joe Flacco is really good and throwing the ball really hard, but he has wide receivers that can catch the ball yeah. and not Bouchard Perriman out there, and that's been really huge this year. Willie Sneed's huge. But, John Brown's huge. But today when I reflected on the Steelers game, I was thinking about going into that game, what concerned me most was the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because how many times have we seen Ben Roethlisberger come back and tear us apart in the fourth quarter? Yep. And – the offense drove in the fourth quarter a 10-minute drive. Yeah. So at one point I looked, and besides the, the final two minutes when the game was done, uh, the Steelers only ran like six or seven offensive plays in the fourth quarter. It was yeah. unbelievable. So that's something that stood out to me with this defense and offense and how they are just controlling the ball yesterday. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. It was disappointing to not see that exciting end to, to the game and the, Royals, and the Ravens just kind of – <laughs> what are you talking Beat him about? down at the end. Well, these games are always exciting. Sure. This game was not exciting at no. the end. No, well, but, you, the, but you, you make it a two possession game. You have to <laughs> against the Steelers, right. even with more than two minutes left. Yeah, because Roethlisberger will put up two touchdowns uh, in the last three right. minutes. Well, yeah. He has to. That's why when we scored fourteen points with under five minutes into the game, we're like, "That's wonderful," but don't you got, count yeah, the Steelers you out. Keep going. Keep but going. But it would have been. It is, and that's why I like uh, Joe's comment after the game is that he was disappointed they didn't put up more points. Yeah. Because the Ravens had opportunities to put up more points with the Collins. If that Collins did not fumble and he got into that end zone, this game would have been a blowout. But they would have need to keep going. Right, yeah. they would have kept on going. Yeah, and They, they got to go with the, the Bill Belichick mentality where, like, 
you know, they're not trying to make friends right. out there. If you're going to let them down. score points, you got to keep scoring points, man. Yeah, yeah, you got to win gotta 42 go. to nothing if they're going to let you win 42 nothing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a couple big plays left. There was a Collins fumble, and then there was uh, Crabtree was wide open. Yeah, dropped, that play. And Crabtree dropped a couple. Well, he, he dropped one for first down, but there was another one where he was wide open and, and, and Joe overthrew him. Overthrew and there, him were, and there was a, and a uh, touchdown pass to Brown that was just blocked really good where the guy got his hands in there. Right. I, I mean, I would argue, and I know a lot of people have been talking about the wide receivers, and certainly John Brown is an upgrade over Bashard Perryman. No one's arguing that. Of course. But to me, Joe Flacco... I, I just I can't emphasize enough how much he sucked the last couple of years. I mean, every single I mean, what wasn't Ben Watson like our leading receiver last year or something yeah. crap like that? And and so this year he's looking downfield, and I don't, I think it's more than just the receivers. I think he's better, and he's accurate. He started off the game six or six. He just he was yeah. he's accurate. He's more accurate than he was last year. I think he's throwing he, the ball down the field more, and that has something yeah. to do with the receivers. But it also is just Joe getting better. And whether it's Lamar Jackson put a pressure on him, on him, or whether it's some other reason, Joe Flacco, or whether it's health, I think that has a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm. But Joe Flacco is just he looks like the Super Bowl winning. Uh, Joe Flacco from from six years ago, and also That's kind of Joe looks like, and also no one's talking about this yet, and I didn't even realize. It. I guess I knew this, but I didn't think about it until today that he's got another QB coach, and where they brought in this guy James Urban, mm-hmm. and he has been working with Joe, and I think we've seen Joe have uh, so many different QB coaches. Remember, uh, uh, what's the guy from the Redskins? He was one of Joe's. Zorn, Jim Zorn. Zorn. Zorn was a quarterback coach at some point. Yeah. Joe's had so many different quarterback coaches, and it seems like this one's clicking. And But you're right. The ball's coming out harder. I know his back is apparently healthy now, so that's got to have something to do with it. Yeah. But you're right. When you watch the game, you see his eyes not only checking down multiple people instead of looking straight to the tight end. He's even doing little fake looks with his eyes. Yeah, and, and again, like all this stuff, and, and, and this is how football works, it's, it's a team game. Uh, and so the offensive line give him more time so we can actually get yeah. those. Because those John Brown deep balls only work if you can get, you know, three seconds protection right. to get the ball down there. Uh, but going back to the defense, you, you turn on the NFL nowadays, and everyone's scoring 40 points. Yeah. All, all the quarterbacks are getting 400 yards. So to see what the Ravens did to the Steelers after the Steelers are putting 40 points on everybody, mm-hmm. after a Big Ben's getting 400 yards every week, and to, to see them shut them down the second half was one of the most impressive things I, I think you're going to see. I mean, 14 points seems like, okay, you let two touchdowns. But in today's NFL, I mean, that's that's kind of incredible for a high-powered offense who I know they, 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 they don't have um, Bell, Bell, and they don't use the Connors kid correctly at all. But... Uh, it's just kind of amazing the performance of the defense yesterday. Well, Weddle said after the game that he, they they shut down James Conner. He was a non-factor. Yeah, what he, he had, made them one-dimensional. Yeah, like five carries or something. Yeah, yeah. it's nothing. I mean, Conner's had some good games so far this year. Yeah. They're without Bell, but he's a decent running back. Yeah, they got a good offensive line behind him. So yeah, just a, a all around impressive. And and of course next week they'll probably go lay an egg. But for probably. for one week they they look like one of the best teams in football. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We'll, we'll see how long it lasts. I love two things. I, I love that uh, it when they're playing well, obviously, and me, I'm like Debbie Downer. I I want to get excited. I want to watch the games. I want to have a reason to watch the games. And when they're winning, obviously, I'm not looking for something else to do. And right. Sunday was a night game, so I got to go to Costco and watch the Ravens. Ah, win-win. Oh, so Two every, for baby. You got everything you wanted. Of course. That's funny. Doubling down. Yeah. Well, um. Are you concerned this week with the Browns? Yes. I know I know we laugh yes. about it being the Browns. <laughs> Baker, but Baker Mayfield. Mayfield put up a ton of points. They got the loss, but he still put up forty two points. Yep. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see him going against the Ravens. Right. Yeah, he's not gonna put up forty two against the Ravens. He's not. Probably he's not. not. I, I I find it hard to believe that, that no touchdowns in the second half will continue to stand. But maybe. He uh it's in Cleveland. Yeah. It's in their right. house. And that's always a even though it's the Browns, it's still always a tough place for us to play. Sure. Well, and the Browns are much improved this year. Yeah. They got a tie against the Steelers. The fans they, get they fired up when game. we come to town. Yeah, the fans get fired up. They have good receivers. I know they lost Josh Gordon, um, but they still have uh, they don't really Landry. Lose Josh Gordon. <laughs> they dumped Josh Gordon. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, they still got Landry. They're not going to give up on the running game and Carlos Hyde right. as quickly as the Steelers did. Uh, so I think, I, I mean, I don't expect the Ravens to go in there and blow them out. Uh, I expect it to be a close game, but Ravens are clearly the better team, and it would be disappointing to lose. But as we all know, 
with the nature of football and the nature of the Ravens uh, and division games, it is not at all out of the realm of possibility that we lose this game. Um, but we right. should win. We will be the favorites, even playing away, yes. and we should win that game. We should. But, uh, yeah, it's football. I'm always concerned. Yeah, but, I mean, you know our history uh, last year with Trubisky aside, our history against rookie quarterbacks is yeah, we have is great, awesome. Yes. Uh, be, because, and I think Baker Mayfield also, I think, had three tur- tur- turnovers in that game on Sunday, if I'm right. Uh, a couple yes. of fumbles and an interception. And so, right, right. Uh, part of why he put up he's 42 make points is he was playing the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. The Oakland yeah. Raiders are are – Actually, worse than than the Cleveland Browns. Wow, right. Um, so yeah, I I mean I expect us to win. I expect us to right. win. It'll be disappointing, and people will be. Oh, it'll be a huge letdown if we don't. Yeah. So yes, it should be uh, hopefully a dominant I'm, performance. We got to keep up with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. And I think watching the Bengals, I think we're better than the Bengals. Mm. I think I think that C- out shooting Atlanta on Sunday. I think that CJ Mosley injury killed us in that Bengals game yeah um I mean that's how but that's this whole season right yes who's healthy at the end is always a big factor of course when's uh when's Jimmy Smith come back next Sunday. week this Sunday Sunday yeah because they were talking and about on Sunday football Brandon Carr I guess has the longest streak oh, of yeah. starting games Smith comes back in the in the Super Bowl they era just gotta let him start cars cars I know never. go out there for the first series that's what I'm saying right. <laughs> Carr has never not started a game in, in his, his career entire career yeah he's, he's, a, he's a veteran um, yeah. and Hayden Hurst is supposed to come back this Sunday as well Oh, that'd be an, Forget a, it. Then. Another fun weapon for Super Joe. Super Bowl, baby. Right. It, it's, <laughs> it's a fun season to watch the Ravens. Uh, you got to stay healthy, though. So how about Lamar Jackson? And Crabs, you got to catch the ball. Yep. You you like the use of Lamar. Love it. I, I really Love liked it. it until last night. You it's When when you see him out on the field and they're putting him out there like five or six times a game, You I don't maybe it's just me, but I feel like I'm watching the defense like all of a sudden like their noses no, are they in are. the air. Every like, time he goes in the field. You see the defense stand up and point. Yeah. And that means – and and to the point that the first time he went on the field, uh, Tomlin called a timeout. Yeah. Because he panicked once he saw and, he was and out and there. And he almost had a big play because uh, he yeah, called a timeout. Yeah, that, that would have been a big that play. That would have been the one big play, and you would have been changing your tune uh, right now. And it, right. it, each time he's out there, it's he doesn't necessarily touch the ball. Yep. But it's been something different every time he's yep. there. It's, maybe right. he'll run off the middle. And maybe you know, a big handoff. You know the Browns coaching staff this week has to watch all that film yes, Lamar Jackson. And, that's, and so we had uh, Dominique Foxworth on film study right before the season. And I asked him about Lamar Jackson because he wrote a big article on Lamar. And that was his thing was just getting the guy in a couple plays means that they got a game plan for him. Yeah. And they got to talk about it. And it's a distraction. Yep. So I like all that. I don't like taking the ball out of Joe's hand. On third down, or like the third and three and stuff, I don't like that because Joe has been so good at third down. Even though Lamar Jackson converted a third and three, he converted one first down. Yeah, yes. Um, and then the other, but I, I here's the other thing I don't like. I don't like moving Joe out as a wide receiver because Joe doesn't do anything. Joe is a statue. Joe stands. What's wrong with that? He perfectly. You don't need him anyway out there. The difference is. You're, you're, at that point, you're saying, okay, I know you see four wide receivers, but we're really sending three out. Yeah. That's fine. You're, and you're then one time, they leave him wide that's open. Right. On a little, and a if you think And if toss. you think Lamar Jackson right. is going to run the ball every single time for the rest of the season. No, he's not. He's not. I know. But but when he does, it's going to surprise right. people. Right. And, yep. and he does I, pass. And, I get surprise that, people. and I get that there's plays, and that's what we're playing. It's all for the big play, and I understand that. And you're right. If, if Tomlin did not call a timeout, he was gone. If Stanley got that block in like the second or third quarter, Lamar was gone again. Yep. And if it was a closer game, you might have seen them come up with a, a different play that would involve him passing or something. Right. But you don't want to you gotta reveal yeah. that and you didn't need to on Sunday. Right. And that might you keep that in your back pocket. Right. Yep. I guess this I'm, is all laying the groundwork for the massive trick play that's gonna win us the Super Bowl. I guess that's my, right. my only hesitation my only hesitation Playing the long game. with I like the I like the trick plays. I was pushing for it. I was telling everyone that, that the Steelers game was would be when Lamar would get his first touchdown because it seemed like Almost all this did. it seemed like all this trickery was setting up to screw the Steelers on a big play. But my one hesitation is that Joe is having a career year. Why do we want to take the ball out of Joe's hand? Maybe part of him having a career year is that uh, he's not having to take every snap. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I mean, I, it all plays into I it. Mean, I mean, I, I would guess. look at Lamar Jackson the, 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 the same way I would look at a handoff. 
on a hand when you yes. hand the ball off, you're taking away from Joe Flacco, right? Yeah, I agree. Because sure. you're not throwing the ball every single time. You're right. And so it's just a different way to run the ball. I look at it like that. Um, and outside of all that stuff, just as a straight fan, I find it's it. Fine. I find it exciting. All right. Yeah, of course. I like it. The Ravens this year are fun to watch, and part of it is they are. yes, they're winning, but also the offense is creative. The the thing where they line the tight end up in the middle of the offense, which may or may not have been legal, but let's go. Well, yeah, I get the rule that like he was like an inch or two off or yeah, something. Yeah, but if he moved that inch or two, this play would have worked exactly the same. Yeah. It wasn't like he was off to try to trick him. No, it was a very creative play. I like yeah. the creativity that Morning Wake's showing, and I like the creativity that uh, who, who's on the defense? Wink, uh, Wink. The defense has been creative. They're sending different guys in there all the time. I like that the team is creative. The only thing that's not creative is the Wolfpack, but they're working, so I'm perfectly fine with them. I don't want them to be creative. Yeah, you you don't want any silly uh, onside kicks where the guy like fakes one way and no, does I like don't. behind the no, other foot onside no. kick style. That's, those are uh, for emergency only. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, here's why. Here's why I'd like to raise. I would like to see uh, Justin Tucker start to like because it's too easy. Like everyone knows it's going in every time. Uh, Maybe like bounce a couple off the poles and then uh, go in. See, I don't add a little more excitement for I think, for uh, I think Justin Tucker. Blindfold. I think. He okay. Goes up there, see that could ah! be exciting. <laughs> just says here, I'll make this yeah. fair and blindfolds himself. At this point, it's not even entertaining to watch him right. kick. You just already know it's going in. Now right. he'll wait to do it like for the the Super Bowl winning field goal. Yeah, like a and then he'll go out there blindfolded and make history. And even Co- Co- Collinsworth was like. You know, trying to jinx them. I always jinx players, but I can never jinx Justin Tucker. Here he goes with yeah. the kick. It's right there. You can't even jinx them. It's just no fun. No. <laughs> I like the blindfold idea, Josh. In a, especially in a year where we're seeing kickers just miss all the time. Yeah. So it's Our fun. guy does not miss. The only thing right, – here's where I, I got to buy one of his jerseys. Where can I get a Justin Tucker jersey? I don't know. I've been trying to think of a Justin Tucker-themed Section 336 shirt, and I haven't came up with one yet. So if you've got an idea, send one my way. Uh Here's the only thing I would like the Ravens to change is I do not like. Is it right in the return game? Yeah, Tim, I, white, white, Tim white, white, white. I don't like white in the return game. I'd like to see Chris Moore back there because he's not getting a whole lot of use as a receiver because the other receivers have been really good. So I'd prefer to see Chris Moore back there over white. Right, when we got our offense and we got our defense, just um, fair catch and chicken knee every time, please. Like if you, yeah. for, for kickoffs, just chicken yeah, knee. And punts just fair catch every time. And that's I'd be I let the offense do it. I'd be fine with that as well. Just, I mean, I'm not going to complain about the kickoff return guy or the punt return guy as long as they don't fumble. I've seen so many guys fumble back there. Mm-hmm. Right. Just catch the ball. True. Yep. You could do what the you know the Giants put Odell Beckham back there a bunch of times. And right. if you we like could, this we could kind put of talk, John Brown, you should tune in to Film Study starring Josh Sroka <laughs> and Ken McCusick. That's oh, right. Brand new Film Study tonight. We break tonight. down the defense. Yeah, and, then, uh, and see how many times you hear Josh yawn during the... I don't yawn the during the game. Well, I'm just saying... During this podcast? I, I just made it because it's a late podcast for you. Oh, yeah, it is 11 p.m. tonight. Yeah, so I thought maybe you'd be a little bit tired. Yeah, I will I be asleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, Ken's... Uh, I didn't mean because Ken was boring. That's not what I meant at all. I just remember because you were recording late. Okay, I thought you were going with the, no, the boring. No, that's not what I meant. I meant just because you are recording late. Josh, just you should maybe run to Dunkin' Donuts to get your free coffee. Uh, uh, I heard that's it's, a good point. I heard it's just called Dunkin' now. Is that true? It is. It's just called Dunkin'. Yeah, what's they, on your cup? They changed their name. Dunkin' Donuts is no, on the cup. It hasn't updated they, all the yeah, cups yet. They're changing their name to Dunkin'. They've been but, saying that for years. But I'm wondering if this is a little thing like uh, IHOP. They yeah. changed their name to IHOP no, for two weeks. No, I think they realized no one likes their stupid donuts. I, so they're trying to get rid of it. I like Dunkin' Donut donuts. Okay, I don't. All right, they opened up a new Dunkin' Donuts right down the street from my house. Yeah. Serena so Park? Go, so, yeah. Not, no, it's in, no, it's in Arnold. Okay, Arnold, fine. It is before anything, you get anything to, on Ritchie Highway, I call Serena Park, but go ahead. That, you, that'll upset the intern very much. Yeah. He does not like to be called Serena Park. Uh, but uh, Past the big vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Ritchie but anyway, Highway, Park. when I hit that on the way to work, I think it's because I go really early. And I, the past couple times, I've gone in there. And grab, they got really good tea, and I grab a box of donut holes and eat the donut holes for the drive to work. They've been some of the best donut holes I've ever had. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a bad donut from I, anywhere ever. <coughs> oh. Donuts, I'll, donuts, baby. I've had no, bad that's donuts. That's not true. There's, there's different gro- qualities gro- of donuts. Grocery store donuts, downhill. Oh, I'd rather have grocery donuts than uh, I mean, donuts. Donut Shack. And so if you're in Savannah Park and you want good donuts, you go to Donut oh, Shack. Oh, yes, it's the best. But uh, I've, I think it's also because I hit it really early in the morning, so I think the donut holes are fresh. Mm. So I've had some good donut, donut holes. <laughs> Let me just hit this button. Let's keep saying donut holes. I wanted to get into uh, Lamb for Time 3 analysis here. 
Can I just make one comment about Land Before Time 3? Make it quick. Sarah, who we bashed for her performances in, in Land Before Time 1. <laughs> yeah, she's the worst. Land Before Time 2, the worst. The, she's the Triceratops. Triceratops. Yes. Sarah the Triceratops. In, in uh, the third movie, she's the worst again. Oh, uh, she must be getting becoming a teenager. But we meet her father. She, do, he, she doesn't have a mother, and she has a very angry father. And so now it makes sense, and you're understanding more sympathetic of the Sarah character because you met her father. And so now I have more sympathy for, for Sarah because I know the home that she comes from. And that's why she is the way she is. So I'm glad I understand more of her backstory because I now appreciate And I want to go back and not be so harsh on her because she had a tough family situation. But has she made any effort to change her attitude? No, but her dad's like you real can mean. All, so what? Because your parents are mean, that gives you a right to be a jerk to everyone? When you're a kid, yeah, you just act like your parents are. Yeah, but it's the third movie. How can she still be a kid? Yeah. Well, where's the growth? They've None of them ever no age. No personal growth. None of them ever right. age or right. have personal growth. It's They're like all the, the same every time, yeah. But maybe they eventually will. I'm just on the third one. we okay. got a ways to Who's go. Who's Mr. Threehorn? Is that her dad? Mr. Threehorn? Yeah, Jonathan's saying Mr. Threehorn's the worst. Oh, that must be the dad. I don't know. I didn't get the dad's <laughs> name. I mean, <laughs> I'm guessing Tri- well, Triceratops of Threehorns. Yeah, yeah. Tri- means three. yeah. He's just an angry dude who tells Sarah that she can't hang out with her friends. Well, follow up with us when you get to Land Before Time 8. Yeah. Well, I, did, I haven't even finished Land Before Time 3 yet. They're still looking for the water. Okay. So I'll let you know uh, how that turns out next week. Is <laughs> Yeah. Jonathan just confirmed. Right. That's her dad. All right. There you go. You and Jonathan can have your uh, yeah. Me and John talk about this next week. Marathon. Jonathan until next week. Is is Ice Age just a modern version of Land Before Time? I don't know. I well, never saw it. one's in uh, the Ice Age, and, and one's, one's right before the Ice Age. Historic before. Yeah. Uh, all right. We get, we gotta get out of here. Um, check us out. Uh, always check us out on Monday at seven thirty on Facebook. Especially yes. at 7.30 to see our cool intro video. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can always watch it anytime you want up on Facebook. But yeah. If you, don't watch, if you watch it live, you can interact with us like Jonathan. Yeah, but just go and watch the video if you haven't yet on Facebook. Uh, then you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336 for all my Lamb for Time updates. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rohde. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. I can never find that button. <laughs> How could I lose that button so many know. times? You hit it every single week. The same button every week. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.